I, I made this mistake once. So I, I went in an interview and it was with a really uh, big company. I was in a very confident period in my life and I went like, I'm going to wing it. I have my portfolio. I know my portfolio very well. I know the stories. And then I didn't necessarily tailor that interview and, and my presentation to that particular role. Yeah, I didn't get the job, but uh, I also realized that, uh, okay, so uh, I, it's probably my fault. <laughs> Hello everybody, how are you doing? Welcome on the next episode. I already lost count what kind of number it is, but anyways, welcome on the next episode. We are excited to have you back. Uh, we are excited to have you on the next topic. And today's topic is the UX job interviews. How do you handle the process? How do you, what are the stages you can expect? What are the questions you can expect? And ultimately, how can you impress your hiring manager throughout this experience? So what do you maybe need to have in mind? What you have to prepare? Let's try to go through all these questions today in this episode. But of course, before we dive into that part, let's start by just, um, by just covering how was our last week and how are you doing, Ioana? Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, thank you, Anne Pisa, for asking our regular weekly uh, question uh, retrospective uh, <laughs> conversation. Uh, well, my week was uh, actually very intense, like uh, all the weeks before, because um, some of the listeners may already know I just launched a UX bootcamp. Uh, it's actually a UX UI bootcamp, but I was afraid of framing it as such because of uh, the entire conversation throughout the industry. I don't want to get people um, furthermore confused on the uh, how UX and UI work together. That in, fa in fact they're not separated and they're they're uh, uh, let's say part of the same uh, practice and process. But yeah, so it's a UX UI bootcamp. I just uh, announced it. I think two weeks ago, three weeks. We already have students that have. Uh, enrolled it's really exciting we have the first cohort starting next week which means that uh, we're doing a lot of preparation uh, conversation trying to understand uh, how we can uh, customize their journey trying to figure out who they are what they like what their goals are what they want to get from this learning experience and so it's it's really exciting that it's finally happening as you know that we've been working at it for the past year and um, everyone on the team is super excited and now it feels like it's it's coming to life but at the same time uh, there's a feeling of pressure because you want you want everything to go perfectly and until we have the first round uh, there's still a lot of unknown and uh, yeah it's super exciting but people who have enrolled also have a great attitude we have people from all over, over the world us uh, taiwan uh, japan uh, romania as well and so yeah it's yeah it's really it's really great this is what's taking up my time actually right now and of course my little baby who now has her first uh teeth to, yeah and so and so this is what uh, i'm spending my time with how was your week on pizza <laughs> no many new teeth but uh, but yeah the last week was okay i think we started we finally started having this nicer weather um, it's almost starting to feel like a, a spring because it's almost it's actually the end of the april and yet 
the whole spring we had like winter kind of weather, <laughs> uh, the, the, the snow, the, the rains, the minus three degrees and stuff like this. So it's been super frustrating, including the fact that it's still a COVID period. <laughs> so we all starving for like life and going out and having normal life, but it's not happening. <clears throat> so I start having high hopes for the May and for the summer moving on. <laughs> And, and yes, the last week was just another week, busy week with, with the full-time job, with supporting the students, with the content creation, with some, uh, with some partnership and, uh, and stuff like this. So it's been a lot of, you know, like a sort of backlog kind of work where you're trying to pull it up together as much as you can. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we also finished like a mentoring program. So basically as a part of my course, we have like a mentoring program, which is not a bootcamp, not literally like you were doing, but it's more of a, we take a, you know, a few students, six people per, per one batch and work with them for four months on their personal projects. And we just finished our last batch. So it's been a six, um, batch number six. And I'm kind of starting to think that I might need to take a break from doing this because I've been doing this for the last two years. And so... Yeah, I feel like I've learned a lot throughout this experience. I've definitely gained a lot of perspective as to how it feels for students. Everybody is so different. Every time you take a new batch, it's just so different how people think differently, behave differently, asking different questions. And it always um, makes you start thinking about, you know, oh my God, about what about this? What about that? So it really helps you to advance your thinking, I guess, and the perspective. It does really help. And with, with you know, with the last six batches and each one had like six students I've gained a lot of perspective as to what could be the biggest struggles for people moving into that industry and you know trying to enter break through the <laughs> through the fence and kind of enter the, the industry uh, one of the goals for this year I've started really planning the book and uh, I think I've started reflecting just a little bit on how do I see this content um, how do I see the book being unveiled and what do I want to put there what could be the table of the content and stuff like this so I think after this mentoring program I finally started feeling that I need to be reflexive and and start you know planning this um, this journey this new stage <laughs> ahead and uh, yeah the mentoring program helped a lot so most likely I'll take a little break um, in the next few months from the next cohort and focus on the writing but we will see how it goes I'm always talking a lot about it but never have enough time in the calendar to just you know free the space the mental space to embrace the unknown and, and huge new project so not sure not sure but I do hope I do have high hopes <laughs> moving into it <laughs> maybe in the summer um but yeah, let's not maybe to get too far away from our topic today. And let, let's try to jump into this topic of this episode, which is the job interview process. This question was requested by one of our listeners. So thank you so much for reaching out and for asking your questions. It's definitely, definitely helpful and helps us to understand what are the typical struggles are when you are entering the profession. So um, we are taking it step by step. As, as you know, in the, in the last few episodes, we have discussed um, the topics like is UX design for you and uh, what are the stages and how do you break into it and what are the backgrounds and what are the all the things 
moving into the UX, but now I think it's the right next step to discuss the job interview process. And I guess my first question uh, in this topic would be to you, Ioana, and it's um, what are the typical hiring processes looking like to you? What are the typical maybe stages or activities or, or steps that um, people are taking in order to find job? And again, let's do a quick disclaimer here that we know that design industry is not regulated one, it's still very young, so there is no like standard that everybody could reference and please always when you hear our perspectives think of them as just perspectives and opinions because um, every company treats things differently but again I think like there are some common patterns there if you look into any um, job offerings online right now so maybe we can highlight some of those uh, typical stages and activities that as the uh, as the em potential employee you're going through you're going to go through um, so yeah the floor is yours <laughs> Thank you, Ampisa. Yeah, so I'm going to answer both from my own personal experience as an interviewer, but also as an interviewee. So from uh, the processes that I've uh, been through as an applicant and the ones where I've tried to, uh, I've been part of the recruiting process um, of hiring designers. So I think there is uh, some commonality as to the patterns or order of um, of activities or yeah, common activities that happen uh, throughout the design recruiting process. I think that normally, from my experience, it all starts with, let's say, a screener interview or a screener call, but I've also had it like in real life, physical meeting with, uh, uh, but this, this provided that you're in the same city. Uh, so usually it's done by phone and it can be either with uh, the recruiter or with the hiring manager uh, himself and basically the purpose of this let's say screener call is that you both kind of get a high level understanding of what uh, the role is about you as an applicant and also the recruiter uh, or hiring manager gets a high level understanding of where you are in your career if you want to pursue this opportunity if it sounds interesting and so you kind of figure out on a high level whether you think that this conversation is worth uh, having and then um, the design, the standard, let's say the, the traditional process ensues. And this means that um, usually in my career, uh, it meant uh, on-site interview or yeah, Zoom interview uh, where uh, we go through uh, the portfolio. So my, many times you send out the portfolio before this meeting. And then you have a presentation of one or two projects uh, during the first interview. Uh, this is one part of the interview and another part can be just uh, having um, open, oftentimes informal, other times more formal conversation with questions around UX design and uh, yeah, answering some, uh, some questions and also having the opportunity to ask questions. So this is, let's say, the interview part of the process uh, and uh, the portfolio showcase. But then... For most UX design roles, uh, regardless of their seniority, there's also a, let's say, practical stage where you probably go through something like a whiteboarding exercise where you have uh, a real-time um, practical project that you need to solve so that the hiring manager or the recruiter, or in, in the case of hiring, you can get the chance of understanding the applicant's uh, 
thought process and their design process and what types of questions they jump at asking, uh, how they go about solving problems, what they're um, more, uh, what, what are, where, what's the place in which they feel more, most comfortable? Because I've had interviews with people who immediately jump to UI design and just they start sketching out screens. And I've had people who have to ask like 100 questions before starting to sketch something on the whiteboard. And so you, you kind of understand where that person feels most comfortable and well, what their thinking process looks like, which is essential. And two more uh, things can happen um, after. So I've, I've mentioned the screener call. There's the interview portfolio walkthrough, then the whiteboarding exercise. And I've seen companies, but this is a bit controversial in the design industry. I've seen companies that uh, want to have also uh, homework. So you give a design challenge to the people, to the person who applied, and then you give them a couple of days, like from one week to 10 days or even less to solve that design challenge. And then they solve it, they send it to you, you evaluate them or uh, they evaluate you in case you're the applicant. And this is a bit controversial because some people argue that it's like you're doing work for that company. You should be paid for the hours that you put in the effort of solving that problem, that challenge they gave you. But uh, other companies argue that it's, 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 a, it's the best way to see them in more complex setups or with more complex problems than just a whiteboarding exercise. And also to make sure that they have the, um, they're interested enough, they're invested enough to give you the, their free time to solve this challenge. I myself, I'm not a big fan of giving people homework, but I can understand that sometimes you need extra reassurance to make sure you're hiring the right person. And I think that's that. And then there's also the uh, interview with the HR. Usually things go well. Then you have an interview, uh, the last interview with HR where you start to discuss uh, uh, more, let's say logistical questions like uh, the contract and so on. So this has been my experience on both sides of the process. And uh, I think I, spoke too much. <laughs> How about you, Anfisa? What's your take on this? No, you definitely did not. Um, no, it's actually, I think you covered pretty nicely the high level overview. Mainly, it would it would kind of depend where which company you're applying to. I think some companies would be more sort of focused on the hard skills where they would ask you to complete those different challenges and the conversation, the interview part would be much sort of shorter rather than in other companies. And for example, the company I've been hired just um, as you know, one year ago, I started a new job in um, the company, which I was going through the official hiring process for the almost like a first time in my life. That process was very heavy on the interviews. Like we, we had only one hour practical challenge when I had to show my thinking process is how I approach solving problems but I think only one out of uh, I guess six interviews was that practical challenge and the other five interviews was actually all about talking and I was really talking to different different possible stakeholders and now almost like one year in when I'm working with the company, I realized why it was so important to have all those conversations like in the, in the beginning before you, you know, we jump into those relationships. It's, it's true that right now when I'm working in a bigger company, like a corporation company, you do have to have a lot of conversations, alignment, have different people and uh, yeah, just have different conversations with different stakeholders and understand different perspectives. So when I had this uh, hiring process. When I was going through this hiring process, I was talking to design managers, to the hiring managers, to design directors, to design people who are working, to to some PMs, to some um, 
uh, the individual contributors in the team. And it's just been a lot of a lot of talks. And yes, I think it was definitely useful and helpful because right now I can see that the company I was going for was really investing a lot in the team culture for the company I'm working in right now, that people is the first priority. They do want to have a very safe and healthy environment, uh, people who trust each other and stuff like that. And that's why it was much more interview heavy rather than hardcore uh, sort of hard skills and practical challenges involved. Um, I was almost like surprised that it was only one hour challenge because obviously I was, uh, I think from the experience I've seen around, I've seen a lot of people taking those home challenges that would be taken, I don't know, 10 hours week hours or something like this so it was like an interesting experience it was just one hour and really quick sketches and just explaining what were my thinking process and that's it, it was enough to evaluate the thinking so even even so I can say it was not a hard experience in, ter in terms of you know going through this interview so one thing you mentioned uh, just a bit earlier that you were also hiring people in your past you were going through the process when you were looking into the candidates and I think that's a very interesting angle that we can also tackle a little bit today um, and so I would love for you to hear what were the particular qualities or things you were trying to assess or understand when you were interviewing the potential candidates was there some maybe red flags or some questions in your mind or some specific things you were particularly trying to evaluate when you had interviews with the potential teammates for you or for your team, I guess. Um, tell me a little bit more about this experience you had. It's a great question. And yes, I had some particular things that I was always looking for. Uh, and you actually uh, named them red flags. And I, I don't want to talk about people in terms of red flags. But uh, yeah, I was looking for signs of uh, not having a good so because it was very important that they worked in teams. I was looking for signs that maybe they're not such a good team player necessarily because some designers are like brilliant but like a solo ranger a solo designer working freelancing or uh, the designing team of one but um, since I was always interviewing for teams I wanted to make sure that they can work well they can thrive in a team context and I think that you can tell that by uh, the way they react to uh, feedback or critique in this uh, portfolio sessions so I've seen a lot of people who became um uh, very defensive when uh, challenged uh, um, with questions around their uh, problem solving process or how they tackled a particular challenge that they, a particular project that they presented. And so when, when, when you see people get defensive, it means that they don't handle feedback necessarily quite well, or maybe they're not used to uh, design critiques and working with, um, with, um, the, the opinions of others, which happen, which, which happens on a daily basis in teams. And so, yeah, I think that this is a, a major red flag, not being able to handle feedback or, um, or your work being challenged. And so this is what I was particularly looking for. And yes, I think that we all discuss about how important soft skills are because hard skills, you can learn them, you can learn tools, you can learn the process, you can learn everything. And indeed, uh, soft skills um, are something that I was uh, uh, more interested in than uh, the necessarily the actual experience or, um, or well, the actual experience is super important as well. But uh, yeah, I was, I was also very focused on soft skills and making sure that 
they're a nice person. I think it's important that you hire nice people that can that can bring a positive energy exactly to the team. So, yeah, oh, this yeah. is this is I what I found. Like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's so critical. Like when you work day to day, and there is sometimes uncertainty, some hard questions, some hardships of the working in the bigger companies, you at least want to make sure that you have nice people around you and you can laugh out of situations, reflect on situations, make things work better next time. So you do want to have the safe space working in teams and that's super, super important. That's cool that you have mentioned this. Um, was there something also, I'm just curious, because I have not been a hiring manager in the past. I was only like in the interviews where, you know, we have the new candidates uh, sitting in the interviews and we get a chance to meet them and kind of say what would we like to work with those people in general. But um, I was not necessarily like looking for people, right? And so when I was sitting in those interviews, I was just mainly the, the people were presenting some of their case studies and I was just trying to ask really how they think. So I was really focused on their thinking process. And it was a bit hard for me to, like in a, let's say, 30-minute interview, understand what kind of person it is. So I think it would depend. My experience was not super, you know, involved with the, like, personality assessment, I guess. But more of the almost like hard skills, I guess, hard, hard skills side of it. Uh, but I wonder if there are specific things that you look into the portfolio also, maybe case studies, when somebody's presenting case study. Are there some things that you might, let's say, could be a deal breakers for you or things that if you don't see in the portfolio would be maybe a bad sign uh, for the candidate? Is there something you want to mention before we move forward? <laughs> yes, I actually have something I want to mention here. I think the biggest red flag or thing that scares me or discourages me from hiring or considering an applicant is when they are unable to articulate why they made a particular decision uh, when they show me screens or they show me a, a solution they came up with. And then if you ask something uh, along the lines of uh, how did this decision happen? How did you choose this particular interaction over another? And if, if they're not able to give a reason for their design choices, then that's, uh, I think, the number one uh, yeah, thing that makes me uh, question whether I, I this whether I can trust this person with with uh, making design decisions because I think that the number one um, or one of the essential skills that a designer needs is to be able to make informed decisions uh, to articulate their decisions to understand why they're making certain choices in their design process and yeah be able to communicate them and if you don't if you're unable to show that skill in an interview then that's a bit worrying. And I just want to make a, a mention uh, as per the last question. I just want to say that I said that I want to hire nice people, which doesn't necessarily mean that I want to hire happy people who pose no problem and are just uh, making jokes all day and they're like a very nice person to be a friend of. I'm not afraid of uncomfortable people or people who are challengers. I think they're great for a team. So it's not that I want to uh, create the uh, environments or teams where everything is just uh, very positive and everybody is like a bit superficial. I, I want, I, I think that uncomfortable people are super valuable, but there's also a fine line between being a challenger, being uncomfortable, being a truth uh, speaking and so on. There's also the danger of becoming, I don't know, toxic, aggressive. And that's something that 
I don't think is uh, positive. I don't want to encourage that, and I don't want to hire that type of toxic uh, toxic people. So yeah, I uh, I think I hope I answered your question, and I also got back to the previous question a little. Nice, that's good that you have mentioned it. I agree. Like it's it's too important. It's important to have both people in the team. Otherwise, nobody is willing to take um, the responsibility for the hard things. <clears throat> okay, let's try to move on to the next couple of questions that I had in mind uh, for this conversation. So. What are the typical questions that um, that you can hear in the job interview that you maybe were asking or you were asked? Um, was there some questions that you want to bring up so people kind of know what to expect and maybe can do their homework by you know answering those questions somehow in the back of their mind? Um, yeah. So what what would could be the questions? Maybe even categories of the questions that you could hear in the interview. I'm just gonna, I think there's a lot of variety and I think that probably I, I've gotten different questions or I asked different questions based on the projects that were in front of me, that were presented to me based on the person that was in front of me and their particular set of uh, skills and uh, the particular background and attributes that they had. Um, so I think there's a lot of variety when it comes to questions, but there are some questions that seem to be like a pattern or more often asked than not. And I think that one of them is, um, so people often talk, you will be asked about your process, which is something that uh, you probably will be asked, but uh, not with the intent of finding out that you are doing the, I don't know, uh, classic stages. Now you empathize, now you ideate, now you, so you, the people don't want to hear a checklist of activities that you do in a general UX design process but they wanna see how your process was in a particular challenge or in a particular context. So when when I, when I people talk about, you will be asked about the process, it's it's important that you understand that what's important is the process that you you chose or you, you, um, you had in a particular context, situation, project. So making sure that the process is relevant to the challenge you're, you're solving. So uh, yeah, process will probably be a point of the conversation um and again not the linear classic uh, process that we see shared on instagram but the messy uh, back and forth type of process and type of story this is one thing another thing that i like to ask and i have been asked and i enjoyed being asked is um uh to discuss the difficult parts of a, uh, every design challenge that i presented to, to discuss the difficult parts or discuss let's say um uh, challenges. What was uh, what what was harder for me in a, in my career in general, but also in a particular challenge. Because I think that when you talk about the difficult parts, then you also see where that person has maybe um, uh, some vulnerability or not necessarily where they have better skills in coping with uh, with uh, with hardship. And every design process will have it's hardship and it's difficult moments and it's important to understand how the person you're interviewing overcomes those hard moments and how they deal with them so talking about the harder parts of the uh, design challenge is something that's also quite common and important um what else i also want to hear about what inspires this person that i'm interviewing i'm also um it, it's an exciting question so with what type of um, let's say design leaders do you follow where do you get your design information for from uh, do you prefer books do you listen to podcasts if yes what podcasts what youtube channels and so on so understand what makes them inspire what gets them exciting excited because you want to have excitement you want to have uh, people on your team that resonate with your type of uh, 
team culture, company culture, uh, projects that they will be working on, products that they will be improving. And so you want to understand what gets that person moving. Yeah, maybe understanding how they deal with feedback is another thing that I'm circling back to. Maybe understanding, uh, actually asking directly, um, how did you deal with some difficult feedback that you got in a particular uh, moment of your career and then understand what means a difficult feedback for them and how they how they um, how they were managed how they managed to um, cope with it or make it turn it into something uh, positive and yeah I think these are some of the questions that uh, I find valuable or uh, important to ask in an interview w which are yours on FISA? That was great. I love the, the points you just brought up. I thought it actually made me think about also some of the points and I kind of, I'll just pick up from where you left and kind of put more on top of what you have said. Any interview could start from literal just you and, you know, tell me about yourself. So basically just your background, maybe like just to understand. So this way the hiring manager could understand where your context, your background, your some sort of roots of your thinking maybe what shaped you as the person what, why you decided to become a designer uh, maybe what what were your first projects what what motivated you to join the ux team and stuff like this so again more about you and why you are doing the design thing why you're interested in design role maybe then i i could expect hearing some of the questions about like a self-awareness and really understanding um do you know what you who you are what you worth, what you can bring on the table as the designer and that's why i think self-reflection as an act and we have covered it a lot in the previous episodes make sure to listen to them so this where this is where the self-awareness part could be really handy in the interview and um you could be asked questions like what are your weaknesses? What are your strengths? What are your approaches and understanding the critiques? You know, stuff like this, which you just mentioned. Uh, maybe what what are your motivation and uh, um, let's say some interesting moments or interesting situations like uh, what was the last conflict you had in the in the work or hard situations? How did you solve those? How did you approach solving them and stuff like this? So, I guess. It's, it's about understanding who you are and how you approach things, but also how do you deal with different situations? I think it's more like a soft, soft skills test when, when, you are, um, when you have those questions. Um, and then I think it's also very common when the hiring manager is asking you sort of about the motivation to join their team. So they could ask you questions like, why do you want to work here? Uh, what are the particular aspects that attract you? Uh, why this product? Why this team? Maybe why, why this culture? Uh, what do you know about the company uh, do you have any questions for us what is most interesting to you and actually I think the trickiest question here would be do you have any questions for us because this is the questions where the hiring manager could really assess whether you did your homework and um, really just try to think what is important for you and what do you want to uh, have in your next I guess role in your next workplace so it's it's important so when you, somebody is asking you this question and you don't have any questions prepared that's a little bit of a bad sign meaning that you don't really care you just want to get hired <laughs> you don't really care where you would work uh, it's important to know why you want to work there and what questions you have particularly to this team or this um, this manager you are talking to and this is actually the perfect place to also ask uh, your questions about the team culture, the UX maturity level, the tools, the typical day-to-day -day lifestyle of the designers. So 
make sure you have those questions um, somewhere prepared in front of you. And I think sometimes I could hear also questions like, um, I think those would be more challenging questions about your design thinking approach. And uh, there could be questions like, um, that would challenge your curiosity. For example, what is your favorite app and why do you like it? What's your favorite experience, uh, web experience or app experience online? Or what are the worst experience you ever heard? Can you tell me more about it? And this way the company or the manager would be trying to understand, would try to assess your critical thinking skills, trying to see if you, if you care about details, if you care about how people are going through the apps and what exactly you like in the, in the solutions and what are your values as a designer. So those could be different question type of questions where you you're being assessed on different levels, starting from your thinking process, your critical thinking, your self-awareness, your personal motivation, your story, um, your personality. And of course, why would you want to work in these companies? Those, those are the questions I think are pretty, that are pretty common to hear, at least in my experience. Okay, so I think with, with all this context we have just covered, uh, I think it's a, it's a good timing to start talking about the tips. So for all of those aspiring designers who are trying to transition to UX design and maybe are scared um, to jump on the first interviews, what would be your tips on how to stand out on the interviews? What to prepare, what to keep in mind, what kind of mindset to have? Um, yeah, how do you stand out basically? How do you nail it? In the interview i think that there's no one size fits all recipe for winning the interview i think that what 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 was what felt like a winning attitude so far in my career both in hiring and when i was uh interviewed and um got the job was the fact that if you show excitement and excitement not in a silly way like yeah i want to do anything everywhere but if you show interest just like you said if you show genuine interest for that company and for that role and if if you are uh let's say coming with a with an open uh attitude at the interview and are positive i think that this helps um helps you get the role as 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 opposed to i don't know why designers sometimes they feel like they have to come with this a bit of a arrogant uh, attitude in interviews because that will make them like more valuable or more uh um, i don't know um yeah, not necessarily interested, but I, I've seen many designers also come in my interview uh, uh, when I was interviewing for roles and they came with this, uh, yeah, I don't know how to call it, superior attitude uh, towards the team and towards... Uh, I'm cool. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's something some designers do. <laughs> and and that's, that's like a, a faux pas like the French say, uh, you, you don't do that, don't. <laughs> uh, so I think that having the right attitude, uh, like a proactive, collaborative uh, attitude that will help uh, a lot. Um, another thing that you can do to secure or uh, yeah, contribute to your success is to be um, honest and not just not show perfect processes uh, or perfect uh, challenges or uh, pixel perfect screens and say okay this is what i've been working on and it's flawless and but maybe be honest and talk about the struggles talk about i don't know what didn't work in a particular project and what you learned from that thing that didn't work so being honest and being open about your struggles uh, as a designer is something that is instantly valuable and shows that you are a very self-aware and um, introspective person which is really super important when uh, when when you're trying to find a job 
And um, I think that another thing that you can do is to do your homework well. Don't go unprepared in interviews. I think I, I made this mistake once. So I, I went in an interview and it was with a really uh, big company, huge company in Asia. And I was uh, like, um, I don't know, I was in a very confident <laughs> uh, uh, period in my life. And I went like, I'm going to wing it. I have my portfolio. I know my portfolio very well. I know the stories. And then I didn't necessarily tailor that interview um, and, and my presentation to that particular role which was a role that was looking more into management skills. It was a bit more um, senior and uh, a bit more around team management. And so I didn't showcase any of those. And then, yeah, I didn't get the job, but uh, I also realized that, uh, okay, so uh, I, it's probably my fault. <laughs> that it's, it's never just your fault when you don't get the job. You, it may be that you're not the right candidate for that particular role and that's absolutely fine. You don't have to guilt trip yourself. But what I'm trying to get at is that you should do your homework and you should understand the role that you are applying for, the company you are applying for, the, the product you will be working on, the setup you will be working in, and then do your homework if, if you think that position makes sense for you and um, you can bring value to that particular role and then go prepared to go, go with uh, everything um, uh, yeah, planned and thought through and not just uh, hoping that you wing it because you're a good designer and th that's usually not enough. So these are my uh, three cents <laughs> and Fisa, I'm looking um, forward to hearing yours. <laughs> Oh my God, you covered such a great points already. I don't even know what to add on top of that. <laughs> One thing I wanted to, to add also, and I think this is again coming from my perspective, my experience, things were A, being, uh, being a nice person, approachable person, open-minded person that people want to work with. Again, this is about being collaborative, uh, being a nice team player, um, being person who people want to work with mainly. Uh, so that's important. Again, just like you, you have mentioned already, right? Don't be there. Don't get there. Don't go there feeling like you're such a smart ass, know it all and figure it out and just hire me. Do I, yeah, convince me. Why would I? <laughs> like you want to have this nice approachable persona, I guess. Um, it's an introduction. You want to make a good impression, show who you are, be honest, be authentic, be yourself, basically. Uh, and I really like the, the part that you said, being honest, because if you're coming so confident that you know it all, um, yeah, I don't think that's a, that's the right attitude to go into it. I also think for me personally, what was critical is to have the, uh, and, and this sounds um, like I'm repeating myself, but the critical part was to show the critical thinking. <laughs> when I was going through the interview, when the, the hiring managers were trying to assess my skills, where I would, I would try to go through my case studies. And it was very, very important to have all the right answers prepared. Every time you are presenting your case study, you need to have the reason why. You need to know what was the project goal, what was your search process, what were the main insights, and how they shaped your solutions, your decisions moving forward, how you prioritize the problems, how your, um, what was your ideation process and how did you select the best ideas, what were the criteria maybe you were looking into. Uh, so always trying to rationalize and articulate your decisions in a critical thinking way. So not just like because it looks nice or because I feel so or because uh, I think it is, it's what works, 
you need to explain why it works. What are the criteria? What are the what are the priorities? How exactly it was solving the problem and why it was solving. Always thinking why, right? So this was a very critical um, part in any interview I was doing. And if I were able to really rationalize my solutions, I was almost like fifty percent in. And people, from what I have seen in the interviews, I did so that people were sort of nodding their head and feeling like this is the this is the thinking we want to have in the in the team so this is important as for as for me and the third part just like you did mention it's important to be prepared and know what exactly you want to be in a company what are the challenges you want to work with maybe what the team culture you're expecting what are the skills you want to learn in your journey and if this company is willing you pr to provide you with this growing skills or growing opportunities and stuff like this so yeah three parts such as your you being a nice person that people want to work with open collaborative and stuff like this then critical thing here and then third um, is homework so knowing the company you're applying to those would be three key I guess parts that I would need to make sure um, I tackled well before I go into any interview knowing that those would be things which will be highly assessed uh, again just my perspective uh, I think that again it's not regulated so it could be different in different companies and different uh, aspects could be important. My assumption is that, for example, in design agencies, um, you might be more assessed by your hard skills. You know, what's your portfolio? Show me your visual decisions. Show me um, why exactly you choose those, let's say, directions and visual styles and stuff like this. So again, the questions could be different, probably depending on the role you're taking. Uh, but I'm talking from my experience being a UX designer mainly. Um, and maybe, you know, it's almost, I think we tackled a lot today, but I was thinking, should we also quickly go through the things which we do not recommend doing under interviews? And I know we already partly covered this with, with the attitude, with the homework and stuff like this, but anything else you would particularly call out to keep in mind and try to not mess up in the interview as you're going into it? Yeah, I think that there's actually two categories of things. So don't don't mess up the uh, common sense things like don't be late in an interview. Uh, don't be rude. <laughs> don't interrupt your interviewer. And also uh, more, more than courtesy, it's important that you actually ask questions as well. So don't go there like this is a unidirectional conversation where they ask and you answer and you have to, uh, I don't know, uh, convince them that you're the right candidate and you know you have no power or no curiosity or no it's really important both for your uh, success uh, uh, in this application and for you as well and your future well-being that you ask questions and understand if that job is right for you so it's it's it, it, it's it may sound like a cliche that it's not just a company that's interviewing you you're also interviewing them but in fact, that's the reality. So you want to ask enough questions to understand whether you would enjoy working on that. Because the worst thing that can happen is that you get the job and then you're unhappy with it. And then you realize that, oh, th this is not what I wanted to work on or this is not what I was expecting or I, I understood it completely different or I imagined something completely different. So uh, this is another, this is actually one of the most important points I want to make for today that you also have to make sure that you're interviewing the company and, and the company is right for you. And so uh, a big, the biggest mistake that you can do under this slide is to not ask any questions. <laughs> do you have anything on this, Anfisa? 
I loved it. I actually had it even also like as a point. And if you wouldn't mention it, I would at least make sure that we have discussed it today as well. Uh, I, I just wanted to say that it's true that it's a relationship you're embarking yourself into. So you need to have a common, it's, it's not just a one-sided match. It's, it should be a mutual match because um, I think the company would also be in a trouble if you join the company and you don't want to work there you don't have motivation you're not doing your job and then you actually drop out after a few months it's a very expensive process to hire people and so you don't want to hire somebody who is not eventually going to be you know interested in working in there so take this into consideration and always and i think it's also coming back to the point i have covered i think last time when I like in the top three takeaways that I talked about the confidence but um, I think that because sometimes you might feel not confident especially if you're if, if you're just you know getting started and it's your one of your first interviews you might feel yourself a little bit weak or like an imposter so you go into this process feeling that, that everybody will be evaluating you and you will be so stressed out that you will forget you know to ask the question so I think it's important to sort of set yourself up in prior to that interview and really just talk to yourself like calm yourself down maybe meditate whatever helps you best but really try to think of of the fact that it's not that they will be evaluating you you will be evaluating them as well so it's it's, it's almost like a date think of it as a date if it helps um there where it's an introduction you get to know each other you ask your question they ask your questions it's not you that you have to marry tomorrow but you want to sort of get to know each other and really to try to understand uh, if there is a potential there so uh don't think that <laughs> you you need to get married as soon as possible and if that's not the comp if that's not the right company you'll never get married no you <laughs> <laughs> you need to try out different things and go into different days and figure out. Um, so it's important to be the, to be confident, know what you're worth, and also try to be um, to try to to take it a bit more lightweighted in a lightweighted way. Uh, don't stress too much. Help yourself. Be confident. Know what you're worth. Know what you can bring on the table. Listen to our previous episode where we have discussed already uh, why it is important to be self-aware person and reflect on and kind of build this creative confidence, if you will. But but yeah, it's it's super important point. And I'm really, really happy we had a chance to discuss it today. Um, okay, if, if that's it for today, I think we can wrap up today's episode with the top six takeaways. <laughs> How about that? Should we? Okay, I see the nodding. <laughs> okay, so um, Ioana, from our today's conversations, what would be, and I don't want to say top six takeaways. I would like to say, what would be the three main takeaways that you want our listeners to have after this episode? So if they finish listening to the episode, what they should keep in mind? What are the three things that you want them to have remembered from the conversation we had today? I think I'm going to go about it retro, retroactively. So I'm going to start with the last one that I mentioned as a very important point. Don't forget that you're also interviewing the company. So number one, make sure that you want to be in that company, ask questions, understand as much as possible about the role, the team, the company, the product, make sure it's right for you. Make sure you want to have those particular uh, set of challenges and uh, tasks and uh, responsibilities. And so this is super important. Also do the interviewing yourself. This is number one. Then the second one is that you should always go prepared, do your homework, 
um, understand clearly, have clear, uh, have a clear understanding of what you want to showcase, what you want to communicate to these people, what do you want to, what are the stories that you want to present about your work, why also always answer yourself why do i want to share this project over another or what do i want the audience the hiring manager the recruiter the team what do i want them to to see uh, to get out of my story this is uh, the second point so do your homework and the and the first point is um the first this is retroactively going is that um you should be prepared for a lengthy uh process so design uh jobs don't usually get uh, offered after just one interview where you ask several design questions and that's that you should also you should be ready to go through several stages from uh, the phone interview screening to an on-site interview maybe then doing a design challenge on-site on off online on Miro uh, maybe do a home challenge uh, maybe do an uh, app critique or product critique so there will be probably several stages that you will need to go through and you have to uh, show up prepared for all of them and take them seriously. And uh, yeah, if you treat this process responsibly, then uh, probably uh, your efforts will pay off. And before I wrap up, since I already said my three points, I just want to apologize to our listeners if they heard a baby <laughs> at some uh, in some particular moments of this conversation. Uh, yeah, it's uh, she's like my sidekick, and uh, it is what it is. So, Anfisa, I'm uh, curious to hear your top three takeaways for the audience. Super. Yeah. First of all, you've covered it perfectly, as always. But <laughs> here are three things that I think I would also be. I want our uh, listeners to take away from here. So, one is know who you are, and I think it's it's not just being prepared for the interview you're about to, you're about to take in one hour or so, but it's about knowing who you are as a person. And I think we discussed it so many times already. Just want to highlight it again. So, self reflection, understanding who you are, what your values, why you want to be a designer, what are your great sides, and like weaknesses and strengths and stuff like this uh, of course the second takeaway would be to do your homework and kind of learn everything possible about that company maybe know exactly why this company what you what you expect from them and how do you think your both expectations match so basically why they would want to have you on board and why maybe you would want to work with them why exactly it, it should be this company um and and then yeah i think i think it's it's also partly covering the top the, the takeaways you have been um covering but i think it's also very important to be able to, to feel comfort, comfort comfortable and confident about your portfolio and knowing exactly which case studies you want to cover why these case studies what were the um what are the strong sides that you want to show and actually it's just me almost like uh, replicating what you said but i just i just think it's a very important part because this is where you're almost being like okay this is the person that knows what they're doing so it's almost like half yes but let's also talk about who you are as a person so it's super super important to know um and have this confidence in your process and know uh, i think it's important just to have one or two projects that you're particularly proud of and that you know that they will impress <laughs> your potential uh, hiring manager 
because you have worked on them with your heart and soul, with your mind, with your thought about it very well, you tried it all. So maybe having almost like this highlight project in your portfolio, make sure you have this. And because most likely in the interview, you will not have like hours and hours to talk through all of your case studies. They will most likely say like, hey, um, let's pick one of the case studies and you take me through the whole process. And you just have this project already in mind and you're kind of ready to perform it, uh, present it. Uh, so yeah, I know it's been a little bit of what you have just said, but it's, I think it's an important point and I'm happy <laughs> that we coincided at this point. Um, yeah, I think that's it from my side as well. Um, thank you everybody for taking your time to listen to this new episode. I do hope we have covered some of the questions or we helped you to sort some of the mess or maybe fears moving into this process. Um, so yeah. Thank you everybody for listening it. And if you have more questions or suggestions or requests, feel free to DM us on our Instagram. Um, you can find us as Honest UX Talks or just go to Anfisign or Ioana, or, which is UX Goodies on Instagram and just DM anybody of us. So we would, we would really love to hear um, what's, what else would you like us to cover and what are the other questions you might have as a designer. Um, that's it. Thank you everybody. Have a great day. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Have a bye great bye. day. Yeah. <laughs>